you know, whether it's a bench player I have or a role player that I have that knows he's playing on a particular day, he can prepare for that. Uh, you know, you come to the ballpark and not really sure whether or not you're going to play or not. Um, you know, you try to prepare him and allow him to, to be successful and get him in there against the right uh, opponent for them. So I think it's become more and more the personality part of it and the communication part of it are just as important as, as running a game. How many important set decisions do you think you make during the course of the game on average? Well, I think it's relative to what importance is and who the importance is to. Uh, you just try to put your guys in the best position to succeed. So, um, you know, certainly starting a pulling, I mean, pulling the starting pitchers is as important as any, using your bullpen, trying to match up later in games with the personnel you have. But I think your team dictates uh, the way you manage a game depending on your personnel. So, uh, you know, during the course of a game, if you make five or six really important decisions and then other little ones that, that, that kind of mount to those, those bigger ones. So I, there certainly isn't a day that goes by when you're manning that you don't make three or four very important decisions over the course of a game. I know one time, Bob, that Tony La Russa said to me that he doesn't manage just necessarily for this day, this game, that he manages for the next game and the next series uh, or even a couple series down the road. Indeed, is that the case? Do you guys who are managers, do you do it that way? Oh, there's no doubt. You're playing for 100, you're playing 162 games and and you don't ever give a game away, but you also, you know, in particular how you use your bullpen. Um, if you're using three guy three, four, five days in a row, you're going to lose them for a period of time, and you may wear them out that much quicker. So you always have to be aware of of the endurance that your guys have, how you're using your bullpen, who you're using too much, and using your entire roster. So uh, I, I think that's just an, is an important aspect as anything is understanding that that it's just not today, even though that is the most important game. It's, it's, it's obviously the 162. Last two seasons you've had a young team, a young players and everything. Do you have to adjust your managing style depending upon whether you've got a veteran club or you've got a developing club like you've had with the A's? Well, we're a developing club here with the A's, but we expect to win because we have a lot of good talent. So we might not have the experience at times, even though we're, we're – uh, we're gaining that each and every year here with the group we have, especially over the last two. Um, so I like younger players. They're, they're always trying to make a mark for themselves. They're playing hard all the time for that. Not that veterans don't. Uh, but I think that that's the, one of the most intriguing and fun things about managing the Oakland A's is not only are you, uh, you know, you're managing younger players, but you're, young, you're managing good younger talent. And they're very hungry to succeed at the big league level. I'm going to make an observation, and if you think I'm wrong, feel free to correct me on this. But you mentioned Bob Brenly, catcher. You also mentioned uh, yourself being a catcher as well. Is there something about being in that position that it's actually like managing on the field, uh, positioning players, you know, having uh, pitch selections and everything else that really kind of makes catchers pretty good managers? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, you're you're one step ahead as far as you're uh, honing your skills to manage. Uh, if you're a catcher, uh, you're, you're doing that on the fly because nowadays you're forced to think along with your manager, not only your manager, the other manager, but you know, you're the one player on the field that's dealing with the pitcher. You're the one player in the field that's facing everybody else. Everybody's looking at you as far as a leadership type role. And then again, you're also, you know, getting all the signs and, and taking your lead from the manager. So you're obviously having to think along with them and that, that puts you ahead of the game. I know you've had the nickname as the mad scientist because of your mental approach to the game. Does that uh, label bother you in any degree or do you kind of chuckle about it a little bit? Oh, I don't. I, you know, it's certain places you get, 
certain monikers and nicknames. Mark Grace was the guy that uh, dubbed me with that one. He was a good friend of mine and, and a guy that uh, I spent a lot of time with in Arizona. So, now it doesn't bother me at all. I think he did that based on the fact that we had 145 lineups one year in Arizona in 2007, I believe it was. Bob, you know as well as I do that instant replay coming more and more to Major League Baseball. And I'm just wondering, uh, you know, you do have a lot of decisions to have to make. I mean, how do you see technology and, and the human approach to uh, running the game uh, coming together? Well, it seems like, you know, now with with not only HD, but all the games being televised and everybody watching all the games, that it seems like there's more and more calls that um, seem to be having more of an effect. I think the the one thing that, that everybody agrees on is that they want to get the call right. So, you know, it's not it's not like it's been a knee jerk reaction in baseball. They've been letting this play out. They've been they've brought in instant replay, uh, you know, for the home run calls. Now they're expanding that just to try to get things right. The umpires are.